Yo, welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I'm one half of the Educated Foods. This is Dr. J. And this is your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What is up? Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Educated Food Podcast. Um, I'm trying to hide the logo of my university. I just realized I got that on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, trying Trying to hide that. And then I got this other work shirt up under it. So we're going to see how this go. I'll just be okay. picky with the clips that I choose. Right. Um, Ducking and dodging. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if y'all follow my social, y'all know what school I work at. It ain't that big of a deal, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah, and we've attempted to clean up our content so we don't get fired. So that works, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. all that to say, like us, follow us, share us, rate us, review us. Um, you know, Spotify says we up thirty percent from last year, so that's that's solid. That's crazy. That is crazy. So does Spotify do that all the time? Like, yeah, so thing? you know, I don't they, know. Well, it's a yearly that. wrap up. Okay. So they were giving us our our, our stats from from this year, mm. right? um, and they were just letting us know about our listeners a little bit, which I get all that stuff on the dashboard. Um, so it's all cool to see all in one place. But we still ain't where we want to be. So like yep. us, follow us, share us, rate us, review us as we try to grow this educated fool empire. But for those who are listening, we greatly appreciate it because, you know, you know, there's over 2.4 million podcasts. Absolutely. So yeah, for y'all to take an hour out of y'all, out of y'all Monday or whatever day of the week you listen to us, we greatly appreciate those listens. So thank y'all. Yeah, I was like four countries. What four, four countries, countries are we being listened to? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it has to be like Uzbekistan or something like that. Like it's some kid. Somebody studying like, abroad. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to listen to black people. Um, so we got we got some stuff to talk about. As a Cowboys fan, I got to talk about Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about an article that I saw about postnatalism. Um, and what that what that is, it, it got me thinking about Nick Cannon, obviously. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. So we'll get into that stuff. If you ain't heard about it, you don't hear about it here. But before we jump into all that, let's check in. How you doing, fella? Hey, I'm doing the same. Like I just coming off of my birthday weekend and I did gain about eight pounds. So I'm not excited about that. <laughs> Neither is my trainer. <laughs> but I was like, no, we had a ball at Thanksgiving and it was my birthday. So I don't care what you say. I'm still paying you regardless. So this just means that this is a, an additional two weeks that you get with me. So praise Jesus. Okay. Well, whatever God you follow. <laughs> so yeah. How about uh, you, bro? I've been good. I, yeah. I have been good. I would say, um, I think your trainer should be happy. That means he gets to bust your ass a little bit more. <laughs> um, and, and he has all week. So yeah. But, um, you know, I've been good. Um, yeah. it's been a good week. Got in trouble last night because I told my three-year-old to shut up. That's not language you should be using with a three-year-old. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. But she got Yikes. me there. <laughs> Yikes. She, you know she that girl me. like to talk. You know she, she like me. to perform. Man, me and my wife was talking about this the other day. You know, we talked about it during COVID, even when we had Lauren on, how, like, her speech was delayed and she wouldn't talk. How I miss those days. Because <laughs> now she's talking. Talking, talking. Won't shut up. But 
it's, it's great to see her vocabulary expand. Um, you get to see more and more of her personality. Uh, you get to see who she, which we all knew she was like me, but you really get to see she's me. Um, and it's so frustrating. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so frustrating. I was just about to say, uh, she she might be showing you every bit of who you are, and she might be a mirror to you, so that's probably what is the frustrating part. It is. It, it definitely <laughs> is. They, they, um, I mean, genetics is crazy. Yeah. Um, run deep. Crazy. They run deep, so. Um, but we get, we get over here. It's been a, it's been a good week. Um, so let's, um, let's get into this. Um, I'm gonna start with Jerry Jones. Go ahead. Take it away. So, and it's for me, it's not even Jerry Jones to be perfectly honest. It's you black folks. <laughs> um, and once again, it's just another thing to be fake outraged about. Um, it's another thing to where you try to conflate two issues that aren't really the same thing. So for those who don't know, last week, Washington Post dropped an article, a full article where they had an interview. They interviewed Jerry Jones. They asked Jerry Jones about this photo that they found. Um, they interviewed everybody who worked for Jerry Jones. Um, they interviewed people who know Jerry Jones. It's really, it's a deeper expose that the Washington Post is doing on the lack of black coaches in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Right. And they tried to interview all owners. He was the only one willing to sit down with them for hours to do an interview. Yeah. So no one cares about that, though. They care about this photo of Jerry Jones behind two rows of white dudes in 1957 blocking or intimidating or inciting what I would call, you know, a race, a very dangerous race riot, essentially, against six mm. black boys who were trying to integrate his school in 1957, right? Yeah. This happened like a week after everyone knows about um, in Little Rock, Arkansas, that high school was trying to get integrated. They had to send the National Guard in and all those things. So this happened in the same state, same time a week later, and Jerry Jones is there. And there's a photo snap of Jerry Jones in 1957 as a 15-year-old boy in high school. So Everybody has jumped out out the window. LeBron last night was like, "Why y'all ain't asked me questions about Jerry Jones? Y'all asked me questions about Kyrie Irving, but media is silent on Jerry Jones' photo in 1957." And my thing is like, because they wrote a whole fucking article. Y'all see a photo and y'all jump on this photo and y'all actually haven't read the article. So y'all mad at journalists for not asking more questions when if you read the article, that's what the article was about. The article is about how Jerry hasn't changed much since 1957 because he has never hired a black coach. He's he's had eight coaches in his time as a Dallas Cowboys owner, and they all been white. Mm. You can be mad about that. Absolutely. That's something, something to be mad about. But Jerry in that article explains why. He hasn't hired black coaches and simply he don't got black people like that in his circle. <laughs> Cause he was like, if you look at everybody I hired, I hired people. I know people who I have relationships with. Like my first hire was a college coach of mine. My second hire was my college roommate. <laughs> like after that, I hired 
the son of a former defensive coordinator who I saw grow up. Right. So you can be mad at Jerry Jones for not hiring black coaches. I'm all for that. But to demand that he answers for why he was in a photo or or even if he participated in a mob of white dudes to stop kids from going to school 65 years ago in Central Rock, Arkansas is stupid. The reason why it's stupid, I would be shocked if he wasn't there. Yeah. Same. What do you think was happening in 1957 in, in central Arkansas? Same. White people stopping black people from progressing. Like, what more do you want him to say? Right? He would, And people mad at his answer. Right? Because they asked him about it. And he was like, you know, my coach told me not to go. I went anyway because I wanted to see what was going on. And people like, you just want, who just goes to see what's going on? Y'all never been 15 in high school? Everybody, everybody. It's a million times where it's like, yo, I heard something about to happen. What did we do at 15 years old in high school? We ran to it. We ran to it. We run to the window to see what's going on instead of ducking for cover. So to think that this is an out-of-bounds thought of a 15-year-old who wants to see, oh, black people supposed to be entering school. I want to go see what's going on there. Or even if he wanted to stop it, y'all mad at the wrong thing. Y'all should ask him questions about his hiring practices and why he hasn't hired a black coach. That's all fair game, which they did in this article. He was like, <laughs> and he did, he did the worst. He got the worst. He has the worst answers. That doesn't help him. Cause when they asked him about that, he was like, well, I almost hired this one black guy one time. But once again, he was like, because I knew him. It's not because I, he interviewed well. I knew him. Yeah. I'm in charge of a billion dollar franchise. I'm going to hire people I know and I trust. Not off of an interview. So for me, my frustration is y'all love to kind of rally and argue over things that, that really don't matter. It doesn't. And it's like, it's this, a sleight of hand. It's a sleight of hand. And you pluck Kyrie, like the media asked a million questions of Kyrie. You know why media asked a million questions of Kyrie? Because Kyrie did something in current times today. Yeah. In 2022, he posted an anti-Semitic link. And failed to answer questions about that in 2022. Knowing if if Kyrie posted that when he was 15, I wouldn't care because he's 15. You grow, you learn, you change. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. Y'all are conflating the same issue. And if you read the article, the article explains that photo. And Washington Post clearly used it to be like Jerry, just like he was in 1957. It, he's perfect as a bystander. He's there. He goes to see, he knows what's wrong, but he does nothing to change it. This article is like Jerry Jones is the most powerful owner in the NFL. If he was to hire a black coach, more people will hire black coaches, but he's not about that. He yeah. knows his wrong. He knows what needs to be done to change it, but he's not the one that's going to be that change agent. That's what you can punish him for. Yeah. It's like, just like I've said on this podcast plenty of times, like back when I was a teenager, I was totally ignorant of the trans experience. And now I'm a super advocate for the trans experience because I know better and because I had to educate myself on what that actually is. I didn't go to a trans person and say, hey, sit down and talk to me about your life. I educated myself on that stuff because I realized that I was not the most fluent in what it means to be a trans person or the trans experience. And I was diving into the, the, the ignorant pool here. And so I wanted to get myself back over to the other side, to the right side of history. And so I think that with this particular situation, as you said, Jeff, that, you know, Jerry Jones, yeah, he was out there looking and it, and, and we'll, 
I'm, I'm going to post the picture on our Instagram. Like, you can clearly see that Jerry is just an onlooker, right? Like, he's not in the front jeering people or whatever have you. Not to give him any passes. I'm not giving no, no white people no passes about racism. That's not what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is he was literally looking like one of those people who are just spectators in the crowd. Like, I've seen a million people get beat up before just because I stood there and watched as a bystander, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean... Yeah, that that's that's oranges and potatoes. Like, no. Yeah, like it's was it was he right for being there? No. He was definitely he's definitely on the wrong not side of history when it comes to that photo. Oh, absolutely. Right? It's I we're not I'm not defending him being there in the first place, but there's context to why he's there. Yeah. Right? Um and it's fair to ask like why didn't you do more? Um, and he said, like, that's a very he, fair question. He, he often asks himself in these moments. Right. And he's also a politician and things. That's why he's a billionaire. But he was like, I do ask myself, why didn't I do more? Right. I remember sitting on a bus and a million rows are free in front of me and it's jam packing the back with black people. Right. And I would think to myself, like, why didn't I get up? Why didn't I? Do? But once again, you're in central Arkansas. That's the nature around you. Yeah. You're living in your environment. Right now, has he done things? To, I'm not saying he's a social justice agent today. He no, literally was all. a few years ago telling telling his players that um, they, sh- they they can't kneel, and if they kneel, yeah. they have no partners. Like he he very much yeah. has a history of being on the wrong side, and right? that's what we should be upset about. That we can be upset about, but yeah, him being in his environment in 1957, we all forget who we like. We we tend to forget how dumb we were as children. Right. And I understand you might y'all might struggle with it because y'all pick and choose who you say is a child at what age. For me, I'm yeah. very consistent. I'm not going to mm-hmm. hold anything against you at 15. I don't think a, I don't think a kid at 15 who commits murder should be in jail for the rest of their life. Not at right? all. They were 15. They made a mistake at 15. They are a child. Right. I don't switch it up based on circumstances. And I think that's why people struggle. They switch it up based on if they like you or not, based on your race, ethnicity, your gender, your sexuality. They change these things consistently. I don't change. He was right. 15. Yeah, absolutely. Kid. No, I don't care who you are, black, blue, green, alien. I don't care. At 15, I'm going to treat you as a 15-year-old student, a person who doesn't, who still has at minimum a decade of mistakes to make before you realize who you really are. At minimum. Right. Because there's a lot of people walking around 25 still don't know who they are. That's why I say at minimum a decade. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to stop. Kyrie's situation and Jerry Jones' situation is not the same. It's not. Don't now, once again, I'm all for asking about what he's doing today. Yeah. But I bet you'll explain nineteen fifty seven. Yeah, but I bet you can find a million podcasts with a million men who will sit there and talk about Oh well, Jerry Jones was back in 1950s doing da 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 da. And if that is what you subscribe to, then go listen to them podcasts. This ain't it. Yeah, and that so that, a, that kind of accountability is is stupid. It is very stupid. And here's another thing, right? So yes, Jerry Jones hasn't hired a black head coach in his since he owned the team in '88, so 30 30 something years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a 50 percent black staff. Mm. 50% coaching black staff His mm. vice president of player personnel is black who he mm. who in this article says Jerry is willing to listen. 
Jer- you're, you can challenge Jerry. What, that's the reason why Jerry Jones is the only owner to have an expose on him. And people were able mm-hmm. to be named. They're, they're not unnamed sources. Yeah. They're critical of him in this article. That speaks to the type of man that he is, that he at least is willing to listen and take these things on. Now, the article also points he'll listen, but he's not going to change. He's no. about the bottom line. He's about the dollar. So if he feels a friend is going to keep making him more money, he's going to put a friend in that position. Yeah. Which is the issue with hiring black coaches in the NFL. Black coaches aren't in those rooms. Right. right. In the article, they talk about a story that he tells rookies or and like pull yourself up by your bootstraps type of, type of story. But he doesn't connect that we don't have those same connections. His connection to become a multimillionaire was I called my coach to get me into Augusta National to talk to this other millionaire so he can invest in my business. Black well, people wasn't couldn't get into Augusta National until like the late 90s. Yeah. Right? That's his disconnect. And even if we could do it now, we don't know nobody to call to be like, yo, can you get me to Augusta National on the green so I can talk to this billionaire to invest in me? Like, we don't have those connections. And that's where Jerry's lost. It's not always pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's a lot of who you know. And unfortunately, we don't have the capital to make those calls. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're still struggling to get home loans right now. So, you know, you right. can only imagine what those loans, those business loans might look like for, you know, potential folks who are what white people would say red flags or, you know, whatever have you. They'll invest in each other, but it is a far shot and a fair cry if they're going to invest in us. And so that's the challenge that many people don't understand, and especially like Jerry Jones. And so I agree with you, Jeff. And also, again, we need to stop with this conflating of the issues. It's just not. That's not. Uh, they both fruits, but they different fruit. Like, like that's yeah. like that's when people say apples and oranges. They, they, they're fruits, and we technically yeah. we can't compare them, but they're not mm-hmm. the same at the end of the day. Yeah, like you can compare fruits, but at the end of the day, an apple is going to be an apple, or orange is going to be an orange. Mm-hmm. And that picture didn't surprise me. I didn't get upset because I know who Jerry is. We all know who Jerry is. Yeah. And he, he lets you know he's a white man from central Arkansas. So, yes, he's in a photo from 1957 at 15 doing some foul shit. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. That's that's what it is. It is. So. It is. It is what it is. It is. What and it that's is. what it's going to be. So absolutely. Uh, yikes. Yikes. Mm-mm. So um, let's let's hop into this article that I sent you because it's crazy. Okay. Yeah, that is crazy. crazy. (laughs) Um, This is a crazy story. Um, Right now, there is Julia Black. I want to give her 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 flowers for writing this article from Business Insider. She Mm -hmm. wrote an article, and there's a really deeper article that I can't get to because I'm not a subscriber to the Washington or to the Insider. Um, It's one of those things I'm not a subscriber to. Sorry, Uh, but there's a quick little synopsis that she that they do have available. And, but it's, it's about billionaires or just rich people in general who are think they can save civilization and reverse because right now there's a you can see that the population is declining less and less mm-hmm. people are having kids. So there's rich people who wants to save civilization and have a ton of kids um, and not just to save civilization, but also because they believe that they're genetically superior. 
So by having genetically superior kids, they can also save civilization. <laughs> um, because they think that, must... yeah, they think intelligence is hereditary. Or and they think that their wealth is a sign of their intelligence, which is not. Which is not right. So they believe uh-huh. by having more children, they'll have just genetically superior kids into the world that will save civilization in the end. That's why Elon Musk had, I didn't even know he had this many kids. He has 10 kids. 10 kids. Yep. He does. Like I had no clue he had that many kids, but so it wasn't for me. I didn't think of it. Like when I read Elon, I immediately thought of Nick. And when I say <laughs> Nick, I mean, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Cause everyone's trying to figure out like, why is he having all of these kids? Mm-hmm. Right. And is, and for me, it points to him wanting to leave just a legacy behind. And he feels like, I think he knows the eyes of genetics as well. Like, yo, if I have 12 kids, maybe half of them come out to be great. <laughs> because that's how genetics work. You're not yeah. like Elon, all 10 of your kids ain't geniuses. I heard a really, really interesting theory about Nick Cannon and his kids. Now, I will preface this by saying that this is just some wackadoo theory, right, from some tinfoil hat wearer. So don't quote me on this and don't take this as me <laughs> confirming this, that I believe it or anything like that. But there are people out there who believe that Nick Cannon is having so many kids because he's using the stem cells to keep himself alive. Because, you know, he has, <laughs> he has, um, what is it, lupus that he has? Lupus? Yeah. Not leukemia, lupus. Yes, he has yeah. lupus. And so he's using the stem cells from the childbirths in order to clean his blood or like do something with his blood. And I'm like, that is weird. <laughs> That's all I'll say is you're weird. You, okay. you know what? You know what that remind me of? There's a <laughs> South Park episode mm-hmm. where they're they they are using like baby fetuses for like superior um I don't know if they're trying to heal themselves or get stronger, kind of like a steroid, but that's literally like a, an episode of South Park where there's rich people who are birthing like a farm and they're just like using the fetuses to, for, to get stronger. (laughs) That's interesting. Okay. So, um, when I heard that and people thinking of that, I, that leads me to be like, y'all watch way too many. Yeah. way too many um, South Park episodes. So I Googled it to see exactly what it was. So yeah, it's it's a it's an episode where it's Christopher Reeves is the main character in this episode. And if y'all don't know, Christopher mm-hmm. Reeves is a Superman character who became paralyzed. So in this episode, oh, right. Christopher Reeves is using the baby fetuses so he can be able to walk and, and do things. Uh, stem cells. Right, using the stem cells to better his body, and that's what people out here theory is for for Nick Cannon. <laughs> wow, that's just like that theory about <laughs> adrenochromes, right? Like those people who drink the blood of scared children because they believe that it makes them, I don't know, stronger or whatever have you. I'm like adrenochromes, y'all are weird, bro. Y'all got these weird wackadoo theories. Yeah, because. The theory, the Nick Cannon theory, if we run with it, right, he's using that to prolong life or whatever. Mm. 
just just like having sex doesn't do that. He's not giving birth. He's not getting any of the hormonal effects that his baby mothers are getting. He gets none of that. He's yep. literally just he's actually losing, <laughs> if you want to think about it, nutrients and things of that nature as he's procreating all over the place. And he, mm-hmm. he's raising his kids. They're not like dying. He's not this crazy. That's a crazy theory. That That's is a crazy, crazy theory. theory. But mm. it was just it was just a story that this is a, a held belief by a lot of rich people that believes that um by having multiple children through their bloodlines, um that they can save humanity or they can save civilization because they will have superior smart kids make a su- superior making decisions. Yeah. And they have the wealth to do that because these are, you know, billionaires who have generational wealth, right? There's only one person who I know who lost a billion dollars in a week. And that's that FTX Bitcoin guy. But outside mm-hmm. of that is really hard or and Kanye is really hard right. to lose a billion dollars in a week. So, you know what pronatalism reminds me of? It reminds me of eugenics from early Germany, from World War One, mm-hmm. two, Hitler, Nazis, their experiments on the Jews for, uh, for eugenic reasons and things of that nature, their Aryan superiority, all that kind of stuff like that. Like this literally sounds like eugenics to me. And it sounds like they're trying to procreate because they want their bloodlines to be superior not that they want to save humanity and create these people who are going to innately save humanity that's bullshit and y'all know Mm -hmm. y'all don't believe that even if you try this is about genetic superiority and this sounds very much like the nazi eugenics experiments and the nazi eugenics programs it's it's definitely that and they use another term like long-termism is what they use as well but it's the same thing it's the Bullshit. same thing, right? They they try to be like, no, we're just looking out for future generations. So we're trying to have more children because the world is having less children. It's like, no, like Bullshit. you are trying to sustain your bloodline. I, th- I even think Nick Cannon said that in an interview is a reason why, because because yeah. of his lupus, because he's been so he gets really sick and ill in those moments. He thinks about his own mortality and what mm-hmm. he's going to leave on. Therefore, it's a reason for him having all these kids because he wants to leave something of himself here. Yeah, that's and what he's it is. well over 40. And, you know, most folks who have lupus usually only tend to be around into their early 40s mm-hmm. and, at most. And if you think about the crazy increase in which he's having these kids now, right? Yeah. It was, all right, he had twins with Mariah and then those twins were just his only kids for probably a decade. Yeah. And then all like of 14 a, now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like these last three years, he's having like a baby every three months. You know what I mean? Literally. Like, he's literally just and it's I think and it's because what he said, he's thinking about his own mortality as he's 42. Mm. Right? Like eventually he feels it's it's coming to an it's going to come to an end for him, and he wants yeah. to have something to live on. Well, I'm glad he's thinking about his mortality because I, I damn sure don't think they're thinking about them names. Black Queen, <laughs> Rising, Homonym. <laughs> so you run out of I names got, when you get up to 12. Right. I got <laughs> twins. They named Homonym and Antonym. <laughs> I mean, got I'm a little just, brother named Synonym. <laughs> like one what? of the powerful Queen Canon. Like what? Like that's, I mean, you only could do these things when 
you when you a millionaire, like when you yeah. when you know your kids aren't going to have to fill out job applications to get a regular job. That is crazy, right? <laughs> like you can name you know, your, your child. Walk in there, Black Panther, Wakanda, Cannon, Legendary no. Love. Like you can name you can name a kid Legendary <laughs> Love, like mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're not filling out no job applications. Unless you hope they're not. They're and Nick Cannon money rich. is long. Like Nick Cannon only money right. is long. Like don't like, play yourself. They're born I don't rich. Think, I don't think people understand how long Nick Cannon money is. Like yeah. all those Mariah Carey jokes are funny, but mm-hmm. that man has a lot of cash, and he has so. equity, and he owns part Nickelodeon. He's going to be rich for a very long time, and his kids are going to be rich for a very, very long, long time. time. Um, my God, yeah, that's interesting. And with Elon Musk, ugh, why are you out here having all these funny looking kids? Now, I don't usually talk about the, how kids look or whatever have you, but I'm going to talk about Elon Musk because he ain't shit. Uh, why are you out here having all these funny looking kids? These kids look demented. Because once again, he's he's genetically superior because he's he's a billionaire, right? He was in PayPal and PayPal sold off, made him crazy money. And then he bought his way into Tesla. He pushed the people out who started Tesla. And now he's the face of Tesla. Um, uh-huh. he, and he's a billionaire. Like his net worth is a billion. Like, and I think that's something we really like. Kanye kind of showed y'all what net worth and assets really mean. They actually mean nothing, right? There's a lot of billionaires who don't actually have a billion dollars in the bank. Right. It's their assets when you add up everything, his stock in Tesla, his stock in SpaceX, all these things are projected to be worth billions of dollars. Absolutely. Right. But if one of those were to falter, it's quickly for him to drop down that list. Right. That's that's what happened to Kanye. He was his assets of Adidas and all these other things pushed him over that billion dollars because that's what they Mm -hmm. were worth. Right. He is going through a mental break right now. A and serious one. Serious mental break. And he's being exploited. Um and his worth has pummeled. Um and this this is where you see. Um but I don't want to spend time on Kanye. He's done. Yeah, enough. no. Let's he, um, he's done enough. Mm. Let's jump into I think I sent it to you, but I'm blanking on it. <laughs> Foolish? Yeah, you mentioned it. Oh boy. Um, oh, I remember Man. it now. <laughs> Educated or foolish. I remember it now. Um yeah. so I sent this to you yesterday, I think I saw it. Mm-hmm. Because let me know if it's educated or foolish. A Florida yeah. woman, Florida, always starts out in Florida. She is suing Kraft, the company who uh, produces Velveeta. For five million dollars, and she's suing them because the prep time of their microwavable Velveeta mac and cheese takes longer than advertised on the box. Educator or foolish? You fat bastard! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had I had to I had to say some shit my grandmother used to say to us. When we got impatient about the noodles, when we were cooking oodles and noodles and we were getting impatient with the noodles getting soft in the pot and eating them raw 
she just come in there and be like, you fat bastards. Why don't you wait? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> ma'am. Ma'am. So what? Velveeta shells and cheese does not take exactly three and a half minutes. Do you want <laughs> macaroni and cheese that takes three and a half minutes? Do you honestly think that is a quality product, a quality trait of macaroni and cheese that it takes three and a half minutes to get done? Ma'am, three and a half minutes, that is not including the boiling of the water. That is when the water is boiled. After you put the shells and cheese in boiled water, it takes three and a half minutes to prepare. Okay, for the water to soften the shells and for you to put the cheese in there and get it to that pasteurized, creamy texture. Okay, that's what they mean, fool. (laughs) Not from when you take your goddamn crusty pots out the damn cabinet to put your nasty tap water in there. Come on, girl, get real. Let's 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 not play ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> it, it's it's funny it, the reason why he broke it down that way is because literally in a lawsuit yeah. she is alleging or claiming I should say that the three and a half minutes doesn't account for the four additional steps required for the to prepare the pasta so that's taking the lid she's counting that <laughs> the sauce pouch adding the water, microwaving, and stirring. Like, she's counting all that in her time. She's not counting only the microwavable time where they're like, yo, you can microwave this for three and a half. <laughs> but So you basically just want to take some shit out of pouch, put it in the microwave. That's even nastier. She want the ramen, shit in the microwave. She want her macaroni to be ramen noodles. That's what she wants. Even ramen noodles take more than three and a half minutes. I know, but she just wants to just add water throw it in the microwave and let it set. And by the way, everybody who does it that way, you're doing it wrong. 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 You're not reading the the instructions. You don't pour water into the cup and put the cup in the microwave and let it just cook in the microwave. You're supposed to boil your water Mm -hmm. and pour the boiled water in your cup of noodles. That's how you properly heat up or make your cup of ramen noodles so if you just mm-hmm. pour in water y'all y'all being lazy and it's making a mess in your microwave too because i've done that before <laughs> and that shit gets everywhere don't you, do it fool you're making a mess in your guts too you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> right yeah because because that goddamn paraffin wax all over them noodles <laughs> going to destroy your ass and destroy your toilet oh Jesus man Christ. so I, i'm guessing you're saying foolish you you fat bastard. <laughs> I think How it's educated. I think it's what? educated. Yo, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's very true. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. From that from that standpoint, <laughs> yeah. I will wholeheartedly agree. Go ahead and shoot your shot for five million dollars, baby. Shoot your shot. She was like, hmm, this took me five minutes. They told me it's gonna take three and a half. I think I got a lawsuit. What I'm sorry to tell you though, you're gonna be in the red after this lawsuit, because I imagine you don't come mm-hmm. from money. No, them lore fees. Oh, they're gonna, gonna wrap up your ass in this lawsuit, and then you're gonna lose. You're gonna be in the red. You're not getting five million. If you, you get might, anything, he <laughs> might owe five million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby, you're gonna come out worse <laughs> than what you already are, or or 
you're going to come up with like maybe $10. Definitely, definitely coming out worse. That's the reason why the lawyer took it. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. read this lawsuit and was like, oh, this is easy money. Easy. Like, this is easy money. Because I know we're going to lose. But they have to pay me for all the research, all the time that it takes to do this. Like, you got yourself a terrible lawyer, an unethical yeah. lawyer. She probably went to fucking Sparks, Sparks, and Sparks on the goddamn <laughs> corner somewhere. She saw yeah. one of them billboards. Right, right. <laughs> you got pain, we work. Like, no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. What a that mess. Is, what a mess. People are terrible. People are <laughs> terrible. I guess I should sue USPS then. Because the United States Parcel Service always says that they will come rain, sleet, hail, or snow around my neighborhood. <laughs> my mailman be like, uh, I see you when I see you. <laughs> you're going to get this shit. It might not be when you think you're going to get this shit, but you're going to get this shit. And you're going to get out of my face. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. There's something mm. else I want to talk about. And I got seven minutes before I got to run. Uh-huh. What is it? And it it's it's something I saw today that Nia Long has finally kind of like made a statement or an interview related to okay. the MA Adoka situation. And mm-hmm. it leads me into the Emmy Robach and TJ Holmes, Good Morning America Whoa. situation that's been going on. Right. Yeah. And I think really the conversation is just around and I think maybe we should ask here, we'll ask on the pod and we could we ask on our Instagram, we could talk about it next week. It's mm-hmm. just the whole relationships in the workplace, sex in the workplace, cheating in the workplace. Like, I think that's the conversation that I would love to hear some of our viewers speak on um, or give us some thoughts because TJ Holmes thing, I didn't even know who these two people were, to be perfectly honest. I knew TJ Holmes. Until yesterday. TJ Holmes is a fucking hypocrite. For this. Yeah, now that I oh, know. He's a hypocrite. Now that, but most... Most of them are. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I want to talk about that. And the th- thing about Nia Long, it's for me, I I was disappointed in her, her quote that people that they showed today. Her quote is blaming the Boston Celtics organization for making a, a private situation public. And I'm like, yo, they had to suspend your husband for inappropriate relationships in the workplace. And when you suspend someone like a coach or an NBA player coach. You, uh, and you just be like, yo, we suspended him for a year. People going to be like, why? <laughs> um, Just because there was some things going on. Uh, we can't really tell you all about it. That don't really work. Yeah, that don't fly. That don't fly. So instead of being mad at the organization for making y'all private situation public, I feel like you should have had more heat for your husband who made y'all private situation public. Now, there's one thing that I do agree with where she said, like, the Celtics organization hasn't reached out to me at all. So if they say they care about women, they don't care about me because they don't care how I'm doing. So I'm like, all right, I guess. But at the end of the day, you're not employed by them. Right. Why would they reach out to her? <laughs> They're protecting they the people. They protect the people who are employed and your husband was out there being reckless. If I had two employees who was creeping and all that kind of stuff like that, and it was interfering with the business of the organization and all that kind of stuff like that, I would have taken the same actions as the Celtics. And if they were a high-profile person, of course, 
it would have been in the media. And of course, I wouldn't have said shit to the wife. I wouldn't send her a flower. I wouldn't send her a card. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm trying to protect my business. Me along, why would they send something to you? That's the issue, right? People, they, your companies, organization, business don't have feelings. My expectation would be for you to whip his ass in private. <laughs> <laughs> right she, so the, the whole article is about her had to like she had to take her son out of school because obviously you have a school i believe he's in like high school i think he's like 14 so he ain't trying to get all those jokes you know what i mean because i know for me i'll just be fighting every day because my family had the money to take things out so when stuff happened you, <laughs> you gotta deal with it but you know yeah. but we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about workplace relationships on the next episode we need to find somebody who's actually had a workplace relationship. And then I think that I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I know some skeezers. I'm a skeezer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if one of these skeezers going to come on here and talk about I mean, their inappropriate workplace relationship. Hmm. I come from, the, I come from the realm of housing, so I'm pretty sure. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I know a lot of skeezers in housing. Okay. Uh. Skeezers that have been tried to get me caught up in some skis. <laughs> and I'm like, no. No, don't so, we'll, we'll see we'll see if somebody put their name on it next week but until then okay thank y'all once again for listening to the educated food podcast like us follow us share us and for one half of the educated fools i'm dr j and i'm jerrell peace everybody.